Hey everybody, it's Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft game. Usually I greet you all by saying it's your boy, but today I am not your boy. I let you down. I had 35 minutes of straight fire, recaps, reviews on Girls Trip and Dunkirk, and the audio was off. I can't believe it. I It was demoralizing. It's taken me all afternoon and evening to recover. So here it is, late Friday night. Uh, attempting to recap some stuff for you. I will give you my quick reviews on Girls Trip and Dunkirk. I wish I could be more excited. I was very excited for this podcast. I, I shot my load. I spent all my energy on that first podcast, which did not turn out. It's my bad. My apologies. You all deserve better. Oh, okay. Dig deep, Eduardo. Dig deep. So anyways, I did see Girls Trip, and it was delightful. I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I had a great time. You'll have a great time. I mean, it's, I mean, and as a black man of a certain age, I'm 41, uh, this movie was cultural perfection. I mean, it hit all of the pleasure centers for me and 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 my and my crew and, and people of my ilk uh i mean so many similarities like like the, the characters in this movie went to an hbcu a historically black college university so did i i went to morehouse they went to famu the characters also uh, well, have they've had varying degrees of success and i think i've you know experienced some of that as well although the regina the Regina Hall character, she's kind of based on like a mini Oprah in training, um, like a like a souped up Ivan. Why can I never say her name? Ivan Love, Ivan Love Van Zant. There we go. Like a souped up Ivan Love Van Zant, like you know, self help guru, whatever. Um, but I mean, it's just it's just a really really good story of fun and friendship and 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 like basically like a, like a grown up you know freaknik. They actually mentioned freaknik a couple times in this movie. It's really great. Then all these callbacks to stuff that I experienced personally in my life, which is which is really great to see on film because we don't see that every day. And what's cool is that although this movie can get culturally specific, it uses a culturally specific lens to show some universal truths about friendship and. And and empowerment and and uh, self help and help from your friends and help from your girls and and you know the black experience the successful black experience the educated black experience the the communal black experience which is you know this all is centered around a trip to the Essence Festival which happens every July I think down in New Orleans I've yet to go I think it's been going on for about ten years or so now it's really cool festival from what I hear a lot of women do attend it a lot of black people period attend it but um it's I hear it's a great time uh so I I, I mean so it's kind of cool seeing that it's almost like you got a ticket to the Essence Festival for cheap which I appreciate and yeah and it's just and it's got a very talented crew and let's just let's just throw it out for your girl real quick Tiffany Hadish of the car of the jerk the formerly of the Gerard Carmichael show um what I see her in I think I saw her I think I saw some of her stand-up before but she is just if everyone is on one in this film then she's on 11 like she's I would say she's in her own different film but I mean she just really amps up the party and the fun she's by far the least developed of the characters but uh and they even acknowledge that to an extent which is uh, kudos to the, to the great writing too by uh Kenya Barris and who was the other one 
Uh, Malcolm D. Lee directed it, but Kenya Barris uh, from Blackish and uh, I think Barbershop 2 or 3. Uh, he's one of the credited writers on here. And they just uh, did like, a really good job um, with all the characters. I mean, hers, she's comic relief. She even knows that, quote, I'm, y'all keep me around for laughs, unquote. But, uh, it, but you know, she's got some heart to her, too. We all have that slightly ratchet friend who is loyal to a fault, who's ready to scrap for her, for her girls in, in a heartbeat. You know, we all, we all know someone like that, and, and she definitely fulfills that role. Not quite a stereotype, uh, I, although we don't really know, like, what she's going to do for work at the end of this movie. <laughs> she kind of loses her job at the very beginning because she's a little too extra, but uh, you, you know, she really is comic relief. She is the breakout star from this, from this movie. Hopefully she will get more and more stuff based off of this movie because she really does bring it. Like, she... She's the one you see in those trailers where she's like, she's hiding weed, you know, in a booty hole. You can't get an infection in your booty hole. It's a booty hole. <laughs> Sorry, that makes me laugh every time. This movie is hysterical. They really nail the right mixture of raunch, heart, and humor. It's just a great film. I truly enjoyed it. You'll enjoy it. Uh, for reals, I, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's everything I thought and hoped it would be. If you guys have been listening to this podcast, you all know how I've been waiting for this movie, how excited I've been for this movie. It delivered. It delivered. And, and a lot of it had to do with Tiffany Haddish and, and everyone's like on top of their game. It's, it's really, it's a really uh, cool, fun film. Good to see, you know, good, good to see sisterhood up in the house. Okay. So that's girls trip. The other, and I saw that last night, that was the official cinema draft post lock movie for Thursday. And this morning I went and saw Dunkirk uh, in D box which was kind of cool um, because you had because so it, it's basically you know based on uh, a little known or lesser known um, uh, event early on in World War II, 1940. I think the like uh, May over a week in May 26th to June 4th in 1940 uh, before the United States got involved in the war. The English were over in France and it's going badly for them. Uh, for those history students, if you do recall, um, you know, the Germans did occupy France for a good little stretch there. I think this was uh, <clears throat> this was kind of like at the beginning of it. Uh, and and uh, Christopher Nolan, you know, the guy, I mean, you know, the guy of Interstellar, Inception, you know, the, the, the Dark Knight trilogy, all that good stuff. Uh, you might kind of wonder, well, why... I mean, it's almost, it almost feels like he's, you know, quote unquote, slumming, doing just like uh, what seemed might be like a straight up traditional, you know, historical fiction war flick. But he does it in a, in a very cool way. You know, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Well, first of all, he starts off really interesting where, where you know, and you've seen this, the shot in the trailers where, and let me see, let me get some pictures up here. You've seen the shot in the trailers where, where like the leaflets are floating down and it says we have you surrounded. I mean that that was really uh, a cool way to show that yes, at this point in the war, uh, you know the English are losing. They've got four hundred thousand men, kind of stranded on Dunkirk Beach, Dunkirk, France, uh, right across the English Channel from their home of England, uh, and they're surrounded on almost all sides. You know, you know the the Germans have most of France. Uh, the the you know the the water is kind of you know. Uh, uh, kind of has them cut off, like sort of stuck on the beach. They're trying to get across the channel, and they have no air superiority because the German Luftwaffe, the the, the German uh, air air brigade, has been relentlessly bombing all of uh, 
their destroyers and their ships. And when they're not bombing them from the air, the, the U-boat submarines, which we did not have an answer for. You know, they didn't crack the Enigma code and, uh, and the U-boat communication system, whatever. Uh, they didn't crack that until later in the war, like I want to say 43 or 44. So it was a minute. So, you know, so they're getting pounded on all sides, 400,000 men stuck on this beach trying to get home and, just getting nailed from air and sea by the German Luftwaffe. And the reason why is because the Royal Air Force, the, the British, <clears throat> the, the British uh, Air Force was kind of hewing closer to home because they were getting prepared for what ended up turning out to be the London, you know, the, the London Blitz, where you know, every day, every night, you know, the Germans would come and just relentlessly bomb London and, and parts of England, trying to pound them into submission. So they were kind of holding all of their, most of, most of their, their uh, fighter pilots and air force closer to home to protect, you know, Britain itself to protect, you know, the, you know, the homeland, the British Isle. So it, what's cool about the way he does it, he's got three timelines. So he's got, he's got one hour on, on a particular day in the life of a fighter pilot played by Tom Hardy, a British fighter pilot. He's got one day in the life of, of like a, a local British sailor. So what happened, what had happened was, uh, and played by Mark Rylance, you know, Academy Award winning Mark Rylance from Bridge of Spies, still kind of weird. Um, oh, good role, but kind of weird. And, he, and he's excellent in this, you know, make no mistake. Mark Rylance is excellent in this film. Uh, he basically plays like, like a local a, a local sailor, uh, fisherman, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what kind of boat he has. It might, looks like it might be like a bit of a pleasure cruise or whatever. But anyways, he, uh, he's, he's a local British, uh, uh, sailor, uh, seaman and, and the British Navy has, starts requisitioning, you know, boats and encouraging civilians to go out into the English channel, cross the channel over to, Dunkirk to pick up, you know, as many soldiers as they can who are stranded on the beach. And so we see a day in the life of, of, of him crossing and encountering a lot of interesting difficulties and situations and stuff that are that are pretty harrowing for, you know, a civilian. And then, yeah, this is him on his on his boat with the Union Jack over there on the side. And then you have a week in the life of this young man and, you know, age-appropriate Fion, Fion, Fian Whitehead, I think he's a newcomer, fresh face, boyish, you know, good looks, whatever, you know, about age appropriate for a soldier in World War II, you know, looks like he's fresh out of high school, whatever, and basically he's escaping from occupied uh, France, uh, finds himself on this beach, and they're just stuck. He's just trying to get home. He's trying to get across English Channel, and almost at every turn that he thinks he's made some semblance of safety, it just gets totally upturned and, and turned on his head. And it, it and, and I have to say, I mean, Dunkirk, I mean, the, the more I think about this movie, the more it grows on me. Like, I know it's gotten like really great reviews. Rotten Tomatoes, I believe, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 92% fresh, which is cool. And and beyond, and look look at that, Girls Trip, 88% fresh. Oh, that was a great movie. I enjoyed that, four reels. Think about Dunkirk, um, that, I mean, it, I mean, Christopher Nolan is a master of his craft. Let's make no mistake concurrent timelines the overlap in the ways it's really really kind of cool uh it really takes you inside it makes actually it makes it more intense and nerve-wracking than anything else because you don't know when you're safe and especially by you know crisscrossing between the different timelines and seeing where they intersect and overlap and and kind of like 
pass each other, you know, and go by each other in passing. It's it's a really cool way to tell a story that I mean, because if you're looking for your daddy saving Private Ryan, very linear story, you know, uh, you know, you know, where we land on the beach, fight our way across, and we're just kind of like, you know. Uh, you know, uh, we're we're the good guys and fighting our way all the way through. You know, it's you're not going to get that kind of story out of Nolan. Nolan's never been interested in those type of flat one-dimensional stories. And that's another thing too. This isn't so. Whereas this is sure to be compared to Saving Private Ryan, especially as far as World War II films go. This actually, I mean, the big difference between this and Saving Private Ryan. Um, is that at least that's covering D-Day, something that's really well known, and it's an act. D-Day was an act of agency. You had the allies, you know, deciding, all right, we're gonna, you know, lay it out all. Out, we're gonna put all our cards on the table. We're gonna go, you know, all in, and and you know, fight our way, you know, through and make something happen. Whereas in this movie, you're in a defensive crouch the entire time. Look, look at this, look at this picture. These guys are looking up at these bombers about to strafe the shit out of them. So you spend the entire movie, like, you know, almost two hours in a defensive crouch, never knowing when you're safe, never knowing what's going to happen next, never knowing when the ne- where the next disaster is going to come from. And it works extremely well. I mean, look at these guys. They look all nice and cleaned up here. I'm trying to find some more. There we go. I mean, it's just, it's relentless and scary. And you're kind of holding your breath the entire time, but it's really, really good. It's really good. I, I, I mean, and like I said, the more I think about it, the more I, I recognize this is like, you know, a really good, solid film. Um, and and it, it probably will resonate with you for a few days afterwards once you are able to catch your breath. But it's it's nerve wracking. It's exciting. It's it's got its moments of heroism and cowardice, <laughs> um, smarts and also and because you are in a defensive crouch. It, it, you know, the entire film, it's easier for you to put yourself in their position. Like, what would you do if you were them? If you were the, 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 the fisherman, the sailor, the, 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 the Navy officer who somehow survived, you know, you know, uh, uh, his boat going down. I mean, there's so many, yeah, look at that. I mean, you're, this is, this is how you feel. This picture right here, for those of you watching on, on YouTube, this picture right here is exactly how it felt watching that movie you're just crouched waiting for the next strafing round to hit it's it's intense it's really intense but it's worth it well well cast in some parts i mean it, it's it's a really good film kudos to christopher nolan it deserves all the all the the box office it gets all right so those are my two reviews that's what i've seen thus far i am going to go check out valerian most likely tomorrow uh, or later on saturday Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Definitely want to see it in 3D. It looks like the type of movie you want to see in 3D. Luke Besson tapping into his into his uh, fifth element roots. Looking forward to that. Okay, all right. So I'm going to try to get it up again. <laughs> I'll try to get it up again, do some analysis on these here call sheets. Let's just jump right into it. Let's get into it. Um, Oh boy. Okay, we'll start with mine, uh, and uh, which actually turned out to be part of some conventional thinking. Not much ranking the show. I think even though we do pull data from Fridays, nothing really to see here. I don't think. Oh, this is interesting. What's this about? Mm, looks like. Oh, look at mom out uh, the box. Okay, yeah. Oh goodness gracious. I hope we're not having issues with. <laughs> hope we're not having issues with our scoring again. Fingers crossed. Anyways, uh, all right. So here we go. So yeah, so all right, so this is my call sheet. 
Uh, and like I said, this has weird, oddly some data for some reason from Thursday evening, which we don't really count all the way per se. Uh, I, anyways, all right, so my call sheet's looking like headliner stack of Dunkirk, a five-pack of girls trip, including the headliner stack of Jada Pinkett-Smith and Regina Hall. I have Ethan Hawke as a headliner from Madi. Uh, and the reason why I had Madi on there, <clears throat> uh, it is expanding to 233 screens, and its per screen average has been fairly strong. So 2,500 almost on 99 screens before. If you assume it drops down to 2,000 per screen times 233 screens, you're looking at 466,000 or about 4.67 fantasy points at one point per 100,000 in platform release. Uh, the wild card this week, and I just did a guesstimate. I don't think we have actually accurate data for, do we have accurate data for, uh, theater count on, no, we don't, we don't have, we don't have accurate data for theater count on this new release called the Black Prince. Someone in, in our group chat, our, yes, our much ballyhooed heralded group chat from which champions are made, uh, uh, someone, I think, opined that there might be on 41 screens uh, for the Black Prince. I certainly hope not. I guesstimated at 200. Uh, there's no telling how many screens it, it, it's actually on. Uh, so, I, so the Black Prince is a bit of a gamble. It's also, you know, bargain basement, you know, 5K, the minimum uh, minimum uh, salary for an actor. So hopefully it won't cost too much if we're wrong. And then we have Wonder Woman, which, why is this? That's weird. Why is it showing... Why? They actually should be limited. That's bizarre. Not sure why that's going on. Uh, oh, actually, let me, let me refresh this. Maybe it's just the wrong. That's strange. That's okay. We'll have to look into that. Not sure why it's showing wide, but Wonder Woman this week is in limited. And so, uh, yeah, that's very strange. Okay, anyways. All right, so moving on. Let's take a look at, well, you know what? Even though these points are off, so let's take a look at mom's call sheet. The draft mom, our meet the player this week. And she has, is, that's not, that can't be her call sheet. Hold on a second. <laughs> We're all over the place here. Here we go. Let's click on that. There we go. That looks like mom's call sheet. Okay. So she also has, uh, wow, this is, okay, that's very straight. She also has a headliner stack of Wonder Woman, with, like I said, limited release. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming headliner stack. Uh, actually, she has a three-pack of Wonder Woman. Uh, headliner stack of Girls Trip. Actually, three-pack of Girls Trip. And a headliner stack from Landline. This is a bit of a smorgasbord, Mom. I really don't like this call sheet. <laughs> um, only reason why is because, I mean, Spider-Man Homecoming, it's just, it's, it's a pricing thing. I mean, Spider-Man Homecoming is basically the, the price of two girls' trips. And girls' trip is off to a flying start. Matter of fact, if you go to Deadline.com and check out their box office page. Oh, here we go. So... Girls Trip driving to 29 million plus. Ooh, Lord. Okay, that's great. Because I was actually putting it at about 27 and a half million, which is exactly what uh, Box Office Pro pegged it at. But if it does 29 million, 30 million, we are in, we are made in the shade. And like I said, Girls Trip is an excellent movie. Matter of fact, I believe it got an A plus 
on, yeah, let's take a look at it. I believe it got an A plus at a cinema score. There, he's like, Dunkirk got an A minus, solid. And then, yeah, Girl Strip got an A plus on, on cinema score. So word of mouth is out. You know, people, people are loving this movie. People are digging it. Um, uh, you know, definitely check out Girl Trip if you get a chance. You will laugh your ass. I laughed till I cried. I, I honestly did. La- laugh till I laughed till I cried. So yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, don't mind me working on something real quick. Let's just yeah, that's really bothers me with the screen count stuff. That's really bizarre. Shouldn't be like this. I'm not sure what the game is doing here. Uh, but we're going to fix that real quick. Wonder Woman, how dare you? You know you're limited. What's wrong with you? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's really bizarre. Okay, there we go. All right, so refresh that. And hopefully that's the only, only instance where we have some issues. Not sure exactly what's going on with the system. There we go. Wonder Woman's back to where it needs to be. All right, so so mom, you're... you're I just think you misspent in some areas. Otherwise, you know, your heart's in the right place, but don't think you will be in the money. And of course, since she is my mother and a Cinema Draft family member or employee, she's not eligible to win. I'm just winning money, but I do like to see mom do well. So, you know, uh, thanks for the call sheet, mom. Ring balls! Ring balls 22! Dennis into the group chat. What's up, ring balls? All right, so... So here also, so he also has a similar construction as I do. We'll just call this the standard for this week. This seems to be the strategy, um, you know, many of the sharp players settled on this week. And that is the headliner stack at Dunkirk, the five-pack of Girls Trip with the headliner stack at Regina Hall and Jada Pinkett-Smith. And then also also he went with uh, Wonder Woman as well, Florence Kasumba, the cheapest of the actors in Wonder Woman. He also went with Maudie, but a non-headliner, which is interesting. And then he also went with 47 Meters Down, which is interesting because 47 Meters Down actually – and actually what is – 47 Meters Down should be platformed. Oh, my oh goodness. All right, this is messing up. Don't mind it. We'll just keep moving. That is bizarre, though. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, who else should we take a look at? Let's take a look at uh, God of Cheese, also in the group chat. Strong player. Let's take a look at his call sheet. Uh, yeah, he's got the standard. He also has Wonder Woman, and he has two Maudis, non-headliners, though. It's going to be very close. It's going to be very close. Only, I think, one actor separation between my call sheet and the God of Cheese. Good-looking call sheet, sir. Well done. Let's take a look at uh, Sir Double Eagle, also newly admitted to the group chat. Good luck to you this week. Oh, and just breaking down your call sheet real quick. Looks like a headliner stack of Dunkirk, uh, headliner stack of Our, Our Time Will Come. Hmm, interesting. <clears throat> the Black Prince headliner, headliner stack from Landline, headliner from War from the Planet of the Apes, headliner from Transformers. The last night, a headliner from Valerian, the City of a Thousand Planets. Once again, a a all star call sheet. I do appreciate that. Definitely trying to get the, that extra forty percent headliner bonus. But where I think it does go uh, go astray just a bit is our time will come. This movie's on the decline, and the only reason I say that is that it's dropping from sixteen screens to ten this week. So that doesn't bode well. 
does does not bode well for its prospects. Also, uh, Valerian, the City of a Thousand Planets, seems to be struggling. Once again, uh, oh goodness, Valerian's still a disaster, sixteen million. So yeah, you're not gonna get the bang for your buck like you would have thought out of that movie. Even though it's gonna get my dollars tomorrow, Valerian seems to be struggling. Joe Willie Namus style. Uh, and Landline's only on four screens. It could do well, but but relatively well. If, if it does 25 grand per screen, it's still only $100,000 uh, or one point uh, per actor in platform release in the Cinema Draft game. So otherwise, Valiant Effort also in this, um, I do believe this is your Transformers is your limited release. Not sure what's going on with the system. We're going to have to take a look at that. Um, what else? Let's see. That uh, let's take a look at maybe a couple more real quick. Uh, you know what? G nice. Been a while since we've seen a G nice call sheet. Let's take a look. Usually they're a disaster. But let's see if he's on onto him this week. Uh, nope, it's a disaster. <laughs> but I love the call sheet. Keep him coming, G nice. He has Tom Hardy headlining Dunkirk. He has a non-headliner in Girls Trip. Uh, Tom Holland headlining in Spider Man. Uh, Sarah, man, it's all over the place. Uh, Warf the Planet of the Apes, Baby Driver, Wonder Woman, Cars 3, Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, he's just, I mean, he's got a little something of, of, for everybody. This is heading for disaster. Not looking good for the kid, but good luck to you. I wish you well, sir. But not looking like a very strong call sheet, only because it's so scattershot. He doesn't have any concentrated value, like, say, in the girl strip. He doesn't have... And he over he hasn't he hasn't he's not over relying or relying on like your stars and scrubs strategy like going heavy into Dunkirk. He's just kind of all over the place. But we love you, G Nice. Looking forward to the next tripod. Hopefully, sometime next month in August. Uh, keep fighting the good fight, and we'll wrap it up with you know what? Let's wrap it up with oh the Rhone, an OG from the podcast from uh, the spreadsheet day. See what he's got going on. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is interesting. So, and I actually thought about a construction something like this, but I abandoned it. So he has a three-pack of Dunkirk. This should be interesting. So, if deadline is to be believed, Dunkirk is oh 51 million. Okay, I thought it was going to 55. I'm a little optimistic. I think it'd actually go to 55 million. So let's take a look at this call sheet again. So if Dunkirk does 55 million. That's 77 per headliner times two. 144 plus 55, so that's 209 points between three actors. Then you got headliner stack of girls trips. That's another 77 points. So that puts them at 286. And then it all comes down to the Black Prince uh, and Maudie. Cars 3 is not going to get you anything. This should be actually limited release. This actually 1294. Yeah, God, these are all messed up. That's messed up. Anyways, 1294 uh, limited uh, limited release. Um, so that's not going to get you the points you want. This is going to be interesting to see where this call sheet ends up, only because on the strength of Dunkirk, you're going to have a contender. But a lot of these, like a lot of these call sheets, like like my call sheet, for example, if you go by the two Dunkirks, 154 points, and you go by five girls trip, five girls girls trip actors, 82.5 for three, and then another 77 for the two headliners. You then you're already at 313. And a half points. So I don't know. It'll be very, it'll be very interesting to see if he can make up that ground with a third Dunkirk actor. But a pretty solid call sheet. I expect it to be in the money. Might be top seven call sheet, maybe. 
Um, and yeah, so we're just going to end it there since it seems like things are a little screwy. Got, I guess got some work to do tonight. It's 1 a.m. Why not? <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and subscribing and for putting up with my earlier gaffe. That really made me sad. But glad to still have you. And it's the weekend. It's Saturday. Why don't you go see a movie or something?